Welcome to the Life of a Global Desi. A podcast that connects like-minded desis all over the globe by conforming to stereotypes and breaking them. Introducing Life of a Global Desi interviews. Yes, we bring to you our conversations with remarkable global desis who are doing some truly cool things in life. The idea is to bring fresh perspectives, add diverse voices, and expand the global desi community. On to our episode now. Hello everyone. Today's guest is Arjun Menon, who's an editorial travel and commercial automotive photographer, a very high functioning creative and the founder of Art Leaves a Mark. His body of work include the extraordinary the Indian Army and India changed the perception among many other phenomenal pieces of art. His personal projects have been featured on BuzzFeed, NDTV, Condonas Traveler and Vogue India. He's a TEDx speaker and is also an alumni of Sir Robert Swan's International Expedition to Antarctica. Arjun is also a contributing photographer to Condonas Traveler India. Currently he's based out of Mumbai. He has executed multiple projects around the world ranging from Canada, New Zealand, Colombia, Peru, Bolivia, Argentina and Antarctica. A true global desi in that sense. Can't wait for our conversation. Stay tuned. Hi everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Life of a Global Desi. Yay! We have a really special guest on our show today. and um we have arjun menon woohoo arjun do you want to say hi hi guys how's it going <clears throat> yay okay so arjun is my childhood best friend and um we have grown up together at a lot of different places where our dads have been posted together they both were in the indian army and um just remote places right like tarangdara gujarat patiala punjab and some of my fondest memories have been of us chasing rabbits together <laughs> biking endlessly uh playing cricket indoors swimming <laughs> and yes swimming we learned swimming uh, together uh yes we did learn swimming together three houses uh, we had so many tree houses tree houses yo seriously and then collecting tazos <laughs> a very 90s reference yeah. for those of you <laughs> you know gen z is tuning in um Um and most recently I had the honor of giving a toast at his wedding. Man, we've so, all grown up so much. Wedding <laughs> comes such a long way. Adulthood happening. For all, for sure. Very much so. And he is hilarious as a person. Super goofy to be around. Uh sometimes mean funny, but he's only mean to those people who he absolutely loves. Aww. It's a very distinguished um title you will get if he's being mean and funny to funny with you at the same time. <laughs> and he loves people and stories and has this knack of connecting with people just at the core level and it's just beautiful to watch him do that um, and he's a silent feminist as well no matter Closeted how much he makes feminist. fun of this yeah. he is he's a silent feminist he'll, he'll joke around and say mean things but he is a feminist at the core and he's all heart and fluff to the bottom like he's he's just all goodness and mushy to the core so that's how i describe arjun and i am just so proud and honored to have him on the show oh yeah Yay! you can see that arthi is tearing up and and to her point we are all like childhood 
best friends like super close we've been through so much together in terms of you know just having too much fun and also getting caught and you know like our parents busting our asses <laughs> all of that but it's been super fun so great so arti and i obviously know arjun really well but for our listeners um so they get to know you better arjun uh, we want to do a quick icebreaker okay sure. so if you could have unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life what would it be and why Oh man that's a tough one. Uh I'm looking at uh, Milka chocolate. Um uh, <laughs> the purple I mean, wrapper just, one. The purple wrapper one uh, with hazelnut and <laughs> that's the specificity. Uh that's the only thing I buy for myself when I'm traveling. So let it be like a 3 month trip. <laughs> yeah exactly. So all that I get for myself is that uh, those three bars that I get like those big ones. uh and i yeah, like hog them over the la- next two three weeks but i feel uh, that is a good starter for me to like have a survival kit uh, ready for me like especially in the days of doom uh yep yeah milk milk is right now yeah that's not even the best chocolate but okay i i hear you even people no! have preferences right no. <laughs> stopping so just listen <laughs> if you want to say something oh, okay, like okay, sorry uh, i take that back <laughs> yeah. negative about it okay so yeah milk is good let's let's yeah. honor our guest yeah, yeah, no, no, it is good <laughs> i i agree it's pretty decent uh, but yeah i mean but but that makes sense <laughs> if you want to pick it up <laughs> cool 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 so um what's your what's your favorite chocolate wait let me just <laughs> some of these really high end like i mean not really high end oh my end, god so bougie behen oh so bougie <laughs> yeah let's okay let me not go there jumping right into getting to know you better arjun yes um, what are some identities that you strongly associate with right and what were some early influences um growing up right so um as as you mentioned our parents were our dad, dads were in the army and we had like a Uh, army childhood happening mm-hmm. so um whether you like it or not uh, that was a big part of us growing up so um i naturally uh, and 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 i genuinely used to feel my dad had the, like the coolest job because he was a pilot in the indian army and uh, for a regular basis he would be doing missions where he would uh, Uh, rescue people or you know deliver goods or uh, you know travel to these remote places um he used to describe some of these places as like no other human might have seen some of these places because they're so inside the um, uh, uh, himalayas and 20000 feet up and there's no access to anybody else so i feel like um that's yeah my dad like to start off with a huge influence um and then uh, growing up uh, lots of sports happened so i got into basketball so vince carter uh who actually retired yesterday oh okay because uh, the nba season got suspended and this oh, was his cool. last uh, game last season and um, so he actually retired yesterday and i uh, i i actually made a a uh, bucket list when i was like 18 of things that i want to do uh, and uh, things that i want to do before i'm 25 right and i had made a list where uh, i it felt far fetched at the time but uh, i wanted to meet vince carter and uh, i made this list and you know i had these tick marks everywhere 
Uh, and funny thing is that I actually went all the way to US yes, yeah. to watch his game, and game. I got to meet him, oh which is quite crazy because uh, a small kid growing even growing up in New Bombay, uh, for him to actually do that is mad. Like uh, some of these things that I have done, I've never thought I could ever kind of do. So meeting uh, Vince Carter was one of them. It was just like, uh, and he was such an amazing human being. Uh, he entertained me. He signed my board, like my jersey. And uh, in the middle of an NBA match, I was uh, I was in the halftime game. Mm-hmm. I mean, things like these. Yeah. I mean, just, I, I've been following NBA since like I don't even know, like twenty years now. And then uh, suddenly, I'm in the middle of a halftime show and stuff. It was just mad. So. Yeah, man, Things dreams like come yeah. true, and life is just so bizarre sometimes. Like you know, exactly. reality is so much more strange, like stranger than fiction. It's crazy. Exactly, you, you can't, can't plan even this script. Stuff. These, you can't plan yeah, this stuff. true, very true, very true. Awesome, cool, cool. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, in terms of just the childhood and growing up, and and seems like just seeing new places, travel, all of that has been super influential. Awesome. Yeah. So. Why we have you on this podcast is because you are one of the top photographers in India. And that's how I would describe <laughs> you as. And wow, like just knowing you is like. <laughs> wow. For those of you who can't see, Arjun's like you know tapping his shoulder, saying, mm-hmm, "Good job." <laughs> <laughs> that's Arjun for you. That's that's just um, uh, yeah okay. You're just being too kind, but okay, thanks. <laughs> no, but I'll take it. I I mean, come on, don't be humble uh, right now at least. So um, yeah, one of the top photographers in India. So. Can you trace back, like, where this came from? Do you remember the first time you picked up a camera or took a picture? And what's the first frame that you clicked? Uh, well, uh, it's a very complicated story. If you want me to get into it, it's do it. quite a long. Do word. it. Okay. So um, I find myself. Okay, a lot of shit happened. Okay, uh, it starts from when I was thirteen. Um, okay. Uh, one day suddenly my we are on it's a sunday we are chilling at home my dad's on gone flying uh me and my mom were just about to uh get out and go for shopping mm-hmm. and i was actually telling her like let's go for shopping in the evening and she was like you know god knows what will happen by evening let's <laughs> just go now so uh we were we were on our way we were just um, getting out of the house when we got a call from our uncle saying just check out the news there's some news happening and my dad is a pilot right mm. so uh, we rushed to the bedroom um we check out the news and uh, apparently there's a helicopter crash now uh no other details you know where it is and mm-hmm. um, we didn't even exactly know where my dad was flying is flying somewhere in karnataka uh, nothing no mentions um and then we were trying to figure out you know what's happening what's happening because we were all like very anxious me and my mom uh and that's when the bell rang i was still sitting in my um, my bedroom and i could see the corridor my mom rushed she opened the door and it happened to be my dad's colleague hmm. and for some reason i'm sitting at in my room and i was like that's weird like why is he here because we don't usually have my dad's colleague at home right and then he says something to mom mom just bursts out crying 
and me sitting in my room, I was like, shit. I think the worst thing has happened. I think you lost my dad. And so from that day itself, like things like totally changed. Um, to uh, a precursor to that is like me and my dad always had these cold wars happening because I used to do bad in school. Uh, I used to I used to fake signatures because that was like a thing I used to do then. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of these days they found out and the principal called them to school and uh, uh, he in fact like slapped me in front of my mom so. My mom was in shock and then my dad was like, I'm not talking to you. So for the previous two months before this incident happened, I wasn't talking to my dad. So it was like zero contact and then suddenly this happened and I just fell into this this well of, you know, I couldn't even get out of that uh, phase of depression. Um, I didn't even know what it's called. I didn't even know there's a term for it called depression. But um, this is where I found myself. Um, for months and months and months, I would just, uh, you know, um, wake up crying in the middle of the night, not even knowing why. But I never had any kind of closure uh, because of the things that uh, preceded the event. Um, my mom, for the first time, uh, she's been a housewife all her life. Uh, at the age of 38, I saw her picking up books mm. and going to NIT classes and having teenagers as classmates mm. and having uh, that entire uh, entire vigor and the determination to somehow make it work in this world because we are now living in Bombay. It's one of the most expensive cities in the world. Um, And we somehow had to survive, right? So um, my mom like totally like transformed herself into this superhuman. Um, She like set the way she started working. Um, For for me and my brother, my brother also actually is just uh, 17 when it happened. So barely... Uh, uh, past his, he was he didn't even appear for his twelfth. Actually, he was in eleventh eleventh grade, and um, suddenly he was uh, you know expected to be an adult, which is quite difficult. And he took up that role because mm-hmm. you know, like, um, yeah. I mean, when the that moment happens, it comes from wherever it is. I somehow had. Uh, uh, I was, I was, uh, I was very well protected, and my, from my mom and brother, they all treated me like a kid. Uh, so that kind of pressure didn't come to me. Um, and then eventually, I got myself into microbiology and life sciences. I thought it was about animals, but no, uh, you don't see any animals in the. <laughs> it's only microscopes, and you end, end up like uh, having your entire. Uh, entire uh, day spent in the lab. Yeah. Um, 
on the other side i'm used to my my childhood is all about travel because my dad was a very passionate traveler and like he used to take us out every two weeks uh, to some of the other uh, beautiful places and so this was the longest phase we've been in one place and so i was kind of frustrated and uh, that's when my brother bought a small dslr mm. a, a small uh, point and shoot camera mm. um i started experimenting with it i used to go to kerala i click a lot of insect photos and i used to have fun with it like i used to be in my backyard just for like hours and hours and hours clicking insect photographs uh and i fell in love with these insects and it was just mad uh and then uh as in when i like um the time came to make a decision um i was i was i was i just wanted to make sure that i complete my degree in life sciences because i had already started it um and my mom was like you know uh she has seen people fail at things that they don't enjoy right uh people have careers and suddenly they are fired and you know the careers that they never enjoyed so mm-hmm. she was like uh, might as well give it a shot at um, a career that you know makes sense to you and you enjoy doing so that it never feels like uh, uh, labor mm-hmm. and um, i i suddenly thought you know i and that's about the time when i saw it's very cliche but into the wild mm-hmm. um i teared up one night like properly crying and my mom i used to wake up late in the night my mom woke up she was doing her prayers uh and i hugged her and i was like i want to be a travel photographer and my mom was like go for it like a thumbs up from her end and i was like that's all that i wanted to hear and i i knew that uh, i needed to make it uh by myself because uh, we no, had no history in this field and whatever so i i got a lot of i got into a lot of internships um, assisted a ton of photographers so uh probably the first 3 years i was assisting photographers i was lucky to assist some amazing photographers all over the world um whenever they would come down to india mm-hmm. and that's that's how the photography journey started it was um some of it was a catalyst through me wanting to get out of the lab laboratory some of it, some of it was the thrill of creating um having my own space and uh, enjoying that like that really spoke to me uh, i could see myself doing this for the rest of my life so i thought but um and so that's 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 a very gradual decision that happened and there were a lot of factors that uh, played uh, their role and then uh, so there's not there's not like that one frame that i can point out to but like a bunch of things that happened and it's almost like a like a rolling snowball you know like uh, that decision ultimately it felt it felt like the most natural decision to make at the time thanks for sharing that arjun i remember very uh, very vividly um, you know the incident absolutely um, because men and uncle had come to our house uh, literally the day before he was flying i think or maybe two days before he was flying met my parents i was right there 
and of course it was like you rightly said during the time of the exams right i was giving my 10th boards um siddharth bhai was giving his exams um and it was such a lovely evening and really reminisced about all the beautiful times we've had together as the two families and you know traveling traveling and going on picnics all of that right it, it was a beautiful time uh, for sure and um it's incredible how you've taken an experience like that um you know which obviously changes you completely overnight and channelized all of those emotions and energies into creating such beautiful art in this world right and and i think um it 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 definitely speaks a lot when when we look at those pictures uh, every single picture that you put out uh, there's so much of um heart there um and and i definitely want to acknowledge that and i think even to ajita aunty's uh, credit it's so brave during a time but this is back i'm talking about 10 years 15 years uh, when professions like photography and the creative professions weren't really considered real careers or professions right the fact that she recognized it in you your talent and your drive more than anything else and really encouraged you to go for it and follow your passions and make it a full time career and how arjun like now you're one of the top photographers you know for for the photographing uh, celebrities your work is in such illustrious magazines and and uh, you know print and all over the web so i definitely want to acknowledge that journey thank you thank you so much thank you so great much. <laughs> great and so i guess the other question i had arjun was when you decided that yes this is my calling of taking photographs telling stories through photography and creating art through photography did you then formally study to be a photographer was there some formal study necessary you said you did internships but did you study to be a photographer right so uh, my initial idea was to study uh it so as it turned out uh, in india there weren't uh, too many courses at the time this was around what 12 years ago um and uh, the only courses that existed were perhaps in the us and uk and those were really really expensive so for that time it really did not make sense for like i really pursued it like i i almost applied to a lot of uh, universities mm-hmm. but the kind of uh, numbers that um, and we were not doing that well back at the time so uh, the kind of numbers especially education is very yeah financially right it is a very expensive prospect yeah so back then it wasn't making sense so i kind of uh logically thought about it and i was like what is the other way i can channelize my drive to learn um and that is that is how i uh, i did a couple of diploma courses in india which was kind of a waste of time but um <laughs> i um i got to uh, intern under um, the creative director of mtv at the time yeah. uh and then i shifted to this uh travel magazine called conenas yeah, traveler it's one of the biggest uh, mm-hmm. uh publications at the time and and so what i did was i started assisting uh photographers who would come down to india for shoots because you had these amazing budgets of they used to like call down photographers for each story right uh, each story that goes on to a magazine um and that time i had the opportunity to meet some of these amazing photographers from across the globe right um i used to i used to assist them and then they would call me for their own personal shoots uh 
so they, we had like a good rapport like there were like four five good photographers like really good photographers were like still um, the industry leaders currently and um, they enjoyed time with me so i enjoyed time with them and then they would call me out for uh, different shoots everywhere um and so yeah that was fun so three years basically uh, all i was doing was um learning so uh, there were four to five photographers who i was assisting and then i did a ton of uh, internships and um that's probably i would rate it more than any kind of education i could have uh, could have hoped for because that's actually on ground uh, mm-hmm. education like uh, no college can teach you what actually happens on a shoot and how to manage things so that those are not even photography related but just like being a producer being a director being uh, doing 10 of these roles at a time um that's that's probably like my uh, the best learning experience i could uh, ever hope for uh, and then i slowly started uh, making my own portfolio hmm. um so i did my degree and then 3 years later i started photographing for myself um uh, meanwhile um i used to i used to oh, okay so the uh, interesting story was i actually photographed my mom's eye oh yeah i remember a, that picture as <laughs> as a creator on moon yeah. or some on mars yeah, yeah. or something as as a, i did a i did a uh, work around and i made a normal lens into a macro lens and wow um, i um experimented because my only subject was my mom at the time so <laughs> she was beautiful uh, so i clicked a photograph of her uh, i and then i uploaded it all over the web and it got selected for the national geographic uh, daily dozen Woo-hoo, which means amazing, amazing. yeah for me somebody who's like uh, just finding their way around photography that was like a big morale booster and then it kept happening so uh i kept getting my photos selected and uh then is when i eventually got my confidence ki you know i can probably make a career out of it um and then yeah story story one thing led to the other and uh, i became a um a contributor to the same magazine that i used to intern under mm. so i basically replaced the photographers that used to come from other countries and now i i kind of do a lot of shoots myself wow so yeah it's fun that's so cool it's fun you know so what really stood out to me in your entire you know what you just spoke about right now was this whole idea of apprenticeship right um are you familiar with the 70 20 10 rule it's it's something that i've been like digging deep into but mm. it goes like to master anything 70% of it has to be on the job. You do 70% of learning that skill on the job. Right. 20% of it is through feedback and only 10% is through like books or any formal kinds of um courses and learning the concepts of right. it, right? I totally so agree. I feel like it totally stuck out in your experience that you were you know apprenticing under some of the best and I'm sure you were learning so much and also getting feedback on your work in the process. So oh, yeah. it explains why you are why you actually attained such high levels of mastery in, in this field so that's very that's kind lovely. words but uh, <laughs> no. 
very honestly like um, all the learning that happened was the technical skill is probably like as you said 10% of it um yeah. and that's why people get stuck that you know you need to get the technique right and that's an ever evolving skill like um you probably don't need to be 100% to start off with you just need to start and that's mm. that's ultimately that's what matters uh 100 like most of these most of people get stuck in the idea that it has to be perfect when you start and uh, and then they keep delaying this process of um getting into that venture um uh, but for me i was i knew that uh, i don't have any formal education this is what it is and half of my learnings came through youtube tutorials and, yeah. um my brother just giving me random advices because he he like my dad was into photography and he um he used to give me advice on you know shutter speed and stuff like that but that's that's what i'm saying that's just like 10% of it most of it like you said uh is exactly what happens on the job how you deal with people how you handle mm. people uh it's more of that you know like um ultimately if you need to get a good performance out of someone it all depends on your communication it's not even upon your photography skills or it's not even upon your um, techniques and stuff i mean those can be the cherry on top but your core lies in how you make them feel comfortable your subject let it be an animal let it be a landscape like all of those things those are like thousands of factors go into everything but i would say like the um, technicality of it is just about mm-hmm. 10% uh, totally agree totally agree that's awesome that's awesome and you do so many different kinds of photography right i've seen some of your work and it's a broad range from like products travel celebrities weddings um you know journalistic stuff i've seen some of that work as well which one's your favorite kind of photography and why so um initially when i started off because photography uh is a wide range of uh, genres put in together right it's like a uh so there's like fashion uh, uh, exactly like you said yeah. fashion automotives you can yeah. products yeah, uh, travel that, yeah. everything like there's 10000 genres but what i initially wanted to do was i wanted to uh, experiment on what i really enjoy um regardless if it pays well or not uh and then i kind of wanted to narrow it down to uh, things that i want to do so uh, initially i started off with everything so like i was doing fashion hmm. product i was doing uh, weddings i was doing all kinds of stuff um and then like as you kind of progress you start realizing that these are these are some of the frustrations i have here this is something i really hate about this industry and then you kind of like you know narrow down your uh, niche uh and so yeah i used to photograph uh, celebrities as you said yeah we've Bank. seen a picture of alia bhat and you yeah, yeah. taken yeah, that like what Fab. only a full <laughs> full celebrity grooming with full celebs <laughs> a-listers that too not and then so that, exactly and then so i started realizing that i hate that stuff right so oh my god uh, <laughs> uh, i used to Tell hate us give us juice yeah. <laughs> i used to hate uh, uh, this whole um, interacting with celebrities and i never used to enjoy it because i never had a 
clean connection with it even though it turned out like the product like the photographs or the product we were creating turned out well mm-hmm. but i started realizing that i don't want to be doing this uh very often uh so i uh now have like kind of almost figured i'm still evolving there are millions of things i have not tested yet but i've kind of uh, come to the um uh, agreement that you know uh, automotive photography hmm. and travel is uh now my base hmm. so uh for the last year i've shot with uh, a lot of automotive brands like um I've been an ambassador for uh, BMW and um Volkswagen hmm. and I shot for like Jaguar Land Rover and Ducati and Harley Davidson and all of these uh, like uh, brands that uh, they Fab all in. luxury brands man <laughs> I know No yeah. I mean uh, it started off small yeah. Uh, yeah. um I was making a portfolio where um uh, uh I was paying an assistant to be with me although there's no um there's no money that comes out of a shoot so all i did was make a portfolio hmm. uh and you once you make that portfolio you approach these brands they see a potential in you so they trust you with more work and that's how it built so initially i was doing a lot of work that did not pay at all hmm. but that's your investment right that's your skill that you're trying to learn and uh the time that you put into it um and then slowly 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 like people notice and um actually it happened quite fast for me but like in the last two and a half years i've shifted uh, majorly into automotive photography um and i've always been into travel photography uh, from the get go because that was one of my initial um initial ideas of getting out of that uh, whole space of a laboratory so i i i enjoy travel uh and um, i've been lucky to shoot for a lot of uh, tourism boards and luxury hotel chains and magazines so yeah i mean those are the kind of yeah. work that i'm trying to do and right so you bring up travel arjun uh, of course you know the theme of travel has been pretty constant in your life um but what is this love between photographers and travel i mean i do see that everyone's trying to story tell through traveling and we've seen movies of course you know ye jawani adiwani comes to mind where ranveer kapoor is like this crazy <laughs> travel photographer and so what do you think is happening there well through um social media right i mean i was i'm a product of social media um uh what happens is that uh, normal people having 9 to 5 jobs you know try to uh, have this perception that they have like these travel photographers have like the coolest jobs and so so everyone gravitates towards it and uh, you have huge number of following on uh, all of these social media platforms and um so it's it's i mean uh, partly it's um, you know uh, instant gratification mm-hmm. and uh, being socially accepted uh which which starts off the whole social media trend but uh, i feel once you get over that you start creating for yourself is when you try and discover yourself like so initially even me what i was doing was i was trying to imitate um a lot of work that i have seen mm-hmm. other photographers successful photographers do 
and I would try to master it in, and then you come to a point where suddenly you look at your portfolio and you're like, ah, this is not me. Hmm. So what do I do now? <laughs> because all of your work is based on some other photographer, right? Because I used to assist photographers. I know what would Tom Parker do in this situation. And I used to shoot that way. And hmm. my magazine was happy with me and everyone's happy because, you know, uh, but somewhere down the line, I started realizing, oh, this is not me. And I need to probably start pushing my style and aesthetics into my work. Otherwise, uh, it'll end up like, uh, you know, a work inspired from everywhere mm. and no, no real soul behind it. And even being able to find out what your story is, right? I mean, what your style is. I think that's so difficult. How do you do that? Yeah, exactly. So you, you uh, it's, it's a lot of experimenting. And it's a lot of uh, getting to terms that this is you. Now, if you like it or not, this is who I am. And you need to have that discussion with yourself. You need to introspect that, you know, um, uh, 50 years down the line, like whenever your career is over, you don't want to feel like um, you didn't give yourself a chance. Mm. So um, I... Like this happened to me like two, three years ago, like uh, seven years into my career, I started realizing that, you know, maybe I should do things differently. And you know what? People started identifying me for my work, which was amazing because um, uh, like people used, so my magazine used to call me Tom Parker of India, right? Because Tom Parker is like this fancy photographer. And they used to call me Tom Parker of India because I had a similar style uh, with him and because I used to assist him. And then now they are more in terms of the photographer I am. So they trust me for what I can bring to a shoot and what I bring to. uh, And that's a lot of learning and that's a lot of introspection that, you know, have that discussion with you that you find it cool or not. This is what you are and... Uh, and you need to probably um, dive into that and explore that and that leads you to different avenues I feel like you keep it's a journey that you keep exploring right like Mm. so now I don't even restrict myself to photography Um, I've done a few travel films Um, I've like I don't try to restrict myself to one thing so uh, right now I came back from New Zealand. I was actually uh, directing a documentary there. So because like you're in the modern era and you don't need to necessarily call yourself a photographer or a videographer or a director, Hmm. you can be multiple things uh, at a time and you can excel. Like um, the the problem with me is that I get bored very easily. Hmm. Um, And that's that's, uh, what others have told me is that when you try to master one thing and you kind of figure it out, um, it becomes boring to you. It becomes like, you know, what else can you even do here? And uh, I can probably create whatever I want. But when you um, when you have this, um, when you p- open yourself to different avenues, you're still like a baby. You're trying to learn new things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when you're more receptive to learning. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been trying to do. I've, uh, I've, uh, like, I, I broke my leg a few months ago. Three, four months I was at home, oh. um, and uh, what I was doing was I, I 
tried to learn i had a tutor coming home and i tried to learn uh, uh 3d right like uh, animation graphics because um, you feel like a kid again you feel like oh my god i know nothing about this yeah. but wow this is a world with infinite uh, you know uh, outcome and i would love to explore that and so that keeps happening and i feel like when you're in a creative field you it's if you're restricting yourself to any particular thing um it you are kind of restricting your entire uh process of creation so then i ventured into my first directorial hmm. film that we are doing now and so it's it's exciting because uh, like we are constantly learning and uh, it's all new to me and so it's hyper exciting so yeah that's that's <laughs> That's awesome. You know two things there when you were speaking. For the first you mentioned is you get bored very easily. I think that's such a common like army brat trait. I feel like Aarti yeah. and I feel the exact same way. We are the we are a jack of all trades and of course, you know, there's more breadth and depth in certain areas that really draw to draw to us. So that's awesome. And the second thing you said about learning Arjun which was uh, so fascinating because we are in the age where you can't just um rely on one skill anymore right i mean the gone are the days where you were the best um accountant and you'd keep doing that and or whatever whatever profession you take right because things are evolving so quickly and technology is yeah. uh, making so many skills obsolete right because um, right. obviously when we think about ai and all of that uh what seems more uh long form more um i guess uh you know eternal is obviously creative arts and within that also what you can keep learning and this is the age of learning right. like you said youtube you know you can actually exactly. pick up anything anytime from scratch anything. like yeah. if, if, i'd say curiosity I, is the best currency in today's day yeah. age true exactly and uh, so the trait that you get bored easily is a very good aspect that way because mm-hmm. it keeps you curious towards other things uh, and which and look at what you guys are doing i mean yeah it's all through youtube <laughs> figuring out how to make a podcast what is a exactly. podcast you know like how do you get the mic exactly. and all of it <laughs> exactly exactly so like um uh to, like for the first time probably in human history uh information is not restricted to a few right yep so uh the possibilities just are endless mm-hmm. and that's that's something our generation is probably not even our parents generation our generation probably is the first generation who's trying to figure things out that you know you don't need to be known as one person you could have multiple personalities um you could have like there are so many vloggers i know who have full time jobs yep. yet they're you know travel vloggers how do they do that like in this age you have the uh, tools available with you you have the data the the uh the fundamental learnings that you can like you know just have access to anytime you want and that's just mad like uh, you to tomorrow could learn 3d or learn uh, to be um uh like put yourself in positions where uh, you never thought you could be and it's 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 just mad how uh awesome that is like yeah. our, our generation in particular has yeah. yeah i think we're very well positioned to keep experimenting and all you need is the will will the will to do it and the curiosity yeah. to drive that right uh while you were speaking something that stood out to me was um 
you were talking about how you know uh, people in other professions often glamorize you know travel photography but i'm sure like while you're in it there are some perils in fact i have seen you on the job <laughs> and uh, we were taking a trip to bolivia together and i was sitting there getting bored out of my wits while you were doing like this long ass time lapse and i was just thinking gosh it takes so much patience to be a photographer right and i'm sure that like there there's so many hardships that you must have faced on your uh, in your experiences could you share some anecdotes and what would your advice be for some upcoming photographers around you know persevering through them through them yeah so uh, thanks for noticing that uh, I <laughs> uh, she told me about it she like man arjun puts in too much effort for I one picture i was dying i was like <laughs> oh my god this is boring as hell <laughs> rubbish rubbish so um what i would say to that is i think any any profession if you really want to excel you need to give in uh, that time and have have patience um we live in a world of instant gratification and it's that's not easy uh, but it's it's uh, to create something unique you need to put in that effort because that's why it's unique right like uh, so my um, initial project that i started off with like back in the day was um, uh, india changed the perception and yep that was, video which is thousands that. and thousands That's super of, viral yeah. Yeah, we so, will put it in our show links yes right. so uh, uh, i was a kid back then and uh, i was still like just got my first dslr and uh, i was trying to figure um, how can i make a portfolio and create how can i make a portfolio in photography and create something that has not been seen much uh, as of now so uh, i started thinking 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 uh, as a travel photographer it totally made sense for me to uh, indulge in a project that shows india in a new way and that new way was time lapse it's not like i did anything very remarkable but uh, what i tried to do was spend um, a lot of time in my resources whatever i had into um, going to these places uh, they were not as well known uh, back in the day mm. uh, like andaman islands like there were like two flights to andaman islands when i was there and they were crazy expensive flights because mm. nobody really goes there and except foreigners um and then northeast india and all of these like small spots in himachal and um so i i kind of uh, uh took that as a project and uh, i traveled for like 3 4 months continuously or like i used to come down to my home for like 2 3 days and go back again and um i exhausted all my funds that way. Hmm. uh but i i was confident that i could create something that you know stands out so uh then i i made a time lapse video when it kind of um, it kind of did the rounds uh it got published on kind of uh, <laughs> it kind of yeah so it got published on uh, like buzzfeed and like yep. all of these like NDTV if you're on buzzfeed you're famous dude legit famous <laughs> ndtv then you're yeah you so um all of that is unexpected and uh but it actually shows you that you know you don't really need 
um, all you need to do is start, right? Uh, and once I did that, I, I was confident enough that, you know, uh, my goal wasn't to become famous or anything or become to reach this two millions of people, but my goal was just to like create something new. And as, as long as your intention is pure, uh, and, uh, it, it doesn't have the fluff around it that, um, so many people need to see it or I need to impress such and such. I think as, as long as it comes from a pure place that this is what I want to do and this is what I want to like create. I think it will, it will, it will work. Um, it doesn't, when I say it will work, it doesn't mean that it has to reach million people that maybe that's not your goal. And that's not what should, uh, uh, restrict, uh, and calling yourself a failure if that doesn't happen. But, um, it's, it's all about, I think for me, it's all about creating. I love the process of creating, hmm. uh, something that never existed and, getting in and just putting it out there and seeing how people react. Um, uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like I have, I've, um, I have worked on plenty of projects after that. Probably I've worked harder on those projects, which never saw the light of day. Hmm. And I'm not, uh, and I'm not, uh, um, disappointed by it because I feel like different projects speak to different people and, um, your effort should not be, um, you know, uh, you should not be putting yourself down just because it didn't do the rounds on social media. I mean, social media is like a funny thing. Um, and as long as, uh, you can put something on your portfolio and that's all that matters. So when it comes, uh, to my recent most project, which is a collaboration, um, uh, with the Indian army, uh, I've been like, um, I'm, I'm just a, a freelance photographer at the time, right? And um, I'm trying to reach out to the Indian Army. And um, you know how the Indian Army is, right? Like uh, thousands of people. Hierarchy, bureaucracy. Yeah, oh bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll just give you a short story of what all happened for me to make this project happen, right? Um, so... Uh, I had this initial idea of, you know, um, I wanted to like show the Indian army in a very contemporary way because whatever exists of the Indian army online was, it, it, even if you Google it today, right now, uh, it feels like you're still in the seventies and eighties where you have these old outdated, um, technology and people, um, and, um, the work culture is. It, it, it does not reflect the contemporary approach to what the Indian army is today. Right. So, uh, even my dad used to kind of have this uh, as a running thought. Hmm. Um, so I, um, uh, I decided that I need to reach out to the Indian army and I want to put my skills, uh, to, uh, the right place because, um, it was like a pro bono shoot and I, I wanted to pitch out to them. I, I don't want to charge them anything, but I just wanted to make sure that, you know, if, uh, they can use my service and, uh, you know, uh, probably help them reach out to a broader audience because few things that were happening were, um, 2017, they had the lowest, uh, commissions Absolutely. for the Indian army. Um, so I try to identify these problems and I try to make a pitch wherein you kind of rebrand, 
the perception of the Indian Army. Um, I reached out to them, I like through email and phone calls, but um, uh, it's ADGPI, which is the office based out of Delhi, right? Mm -hmm. um, no response. And I kept trying. I tried all my contacts through yeah. my mom, through my uncles, through everybody I knew, and like somebody get in touch with me to the right people. Um, and then three months down the line, um, I was sleeping on the bed and I suddenly got a call. It's a private number. I can't see the number. It says zero. Oh. And I pick it up. And, Hi, Fanda. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? So I, I pick up the call and uh, <clears throat> I'm initially asked, so you're Arjun Menon, blah, blah, blah. We saw your uh, proposal. Uh, we would like to meet you tomorrow. And I was like, okay, I'm not based out of Delhi. Mm -hmm. I'm based out of uh, somewhere in uh, Bombay. Uh, can day after tomorrow work? They were like, uh, let me check. He kept me on hold and he was like, day after tomorrow, 10.30, see you. And he kept the phone. Crazy. Uh, and then I got a text uh, from an officer that this is the address you need to come down to. I quickly booked the flights um, and I had a morning flight and I ended up with all my luggage going directly for this interview. So I had this bag and um, I, I had put this address on uh, Uber and uh, Uber kept going, it kept going and uh, we reached the Rashtrapati Bhavan. I was like, oh my God, are you being hey. What? <laughs> I didn't like, see that coming. And then the Uber guy is like, sir, aap hokon, aap kya karo, pe kya karo. And then I reached the security and um, I was just testing my luck. And I was like, I'm Arjun Menon, I have an appointment and so and so. And they were like, go. I was like, oh Gosh. shit. And then so I entered the Rashtrapati Bhavan whole area and uh, they had like a few security checks and I was carrying my luggage. <laughs> uh, such a no-no because not even mobile phones are allowed inside. So oh. I was just requesting, <laughs> requesting the security guy. Dude, uh, he was an army so I got through, I went in for the meeting. This gentleman was really like to the point, he probably had a meeting for like 20 minutes. He asked me, what do you want? And I was like, I'm such and such. I had a printed portfolio because nothing else is allowed inside. I showed him my pictures and I was like, uh, I've worked with some of the, the best brands and I now I want to just uh, put my skills to use for the Indian Army. Um, and it's like a long shot because not everyone understands rebranding and branding mm -hmm. and uh, a free pro bono uh, service. They might just be thinking on the other way that, you know, uh, this guy could be, you know, why he, why does he want to do it for free? Yeah. Why does he want to do it for free? I, I'm sure he has some alternate, uh, uh, these things to it. Yeah. Especially okay. traditional but institutes as as, like the government or the Indian army. Exactly, right? They're very, exactly. very risk averse. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, like for them, there's not much to gain out of this yeah. situation, but a lot to lose. Right. Cause, uh, what I was potentially asking them was to grant me access to, um, Secure, like military bases all around their borders and have like um, me um, 
have access and like have control over a few photographs that I want to take, which is kind of weird as a as a request. Um, but they were very um, open to it, hmm. and um, like his initial question was, "Okay, you don't want to charge something? That's fine. That's great." Uh, and I gave him the whole history that my dad was in the army, hmm. and this is what I want to do. It. Um, and then. um he he just said you know we'll get back to you came back to bombay one month gone nothing two months gone nothing <laughs> three months gone nothing suddenly i get another call your file is lost uh, somewhere <laughs> yeah i mean so the first uh, officer i spoke to he was like uh, this file has been going around f- and there are like millions of um, approvals that need to come down from God. the top guys to the yeah, bottommost uh, everyone exactly everyone needs to be involved in this because they can't have a glitch uh, and then they were like uh, these are some of the dates that work and these are the three four bases that we are uh, aiming for which had so i initially had uh, requested them for like a desert background um um snow background and a regular uh, forest background um, these are particular areas that the indian army operates in <clears throat> the dates were fixed um i show up for my first shoot right and uh pa- so nothing has been discussed that what we are going to do um but as my as my so they 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 got me a pickup from the airport and uh, as i was reaching in um i was looking out of the window and i saw like um paratroopers falling from the sky my god and i was like bhaiya 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 gaadi roko <laughs> i need to go and shoot so i like uh kept my bag inside everything i just rushed out of the car. this thing i had one lens on me um i quickly i have not been introduced to the officers here and i am like risking it all because uh, to them i'm just like some long haired guy random dude randomly <laughs> coming yeah randomly coming and trying to photograph uh, this um i shoot like them coming in and it was like beautiful and then i kind of, kind of go and introduce myself and they were super uh, excited to have me on board and they gave me like the most uh, like they uh, made sure that i had 100% um, freedom to do what i wanted to do because uh-huh. they trusted me with the process, process which is very difficult um with traditional um uh traditional school of thought right uh, but they were like completely uh pushing for me so i then like you know photographed whatever i needed and i thought you know what fits best best for the indian army um over the next two months so all in all it took me one year to just start shooting and then uh it took me like two months to complete that project and uh they had a process of approvals right because whatever i'm photographing is not accessible to regular civilians so yep. they wanted to uh, approve all that uh that process itself took like 3 months because mm. again it has to go through all of them everyone wants to look so, at all the pictures yeah all the pictures and make sure um, no data has been leaked so i made sure like even the helicopter names and batches for uh, officers everything was removed and uh, there's no 
particular um, identity i was throwing out there hmm. even the bases uh, i wasn't allowed to uh, um, reveal what bases i was shooting in so um i i totally respect that and i see uh, why that is i had one year of waiting on these images because they initially said that uh, uh we'll publish these images but through the calendar so i had to wait for the calendar year to get over i was in feb and then they said let's publish it the next year i was like oh my god like how much some colonel time... somewhere must be like aisa idea karte hai let's do this ah, yeah and i was, i i am in no place to argue with them of course okay. i mean that's your choice um so then they had so how long did it take to see the start to finish day? Yeah. yeah start to finish it took me almost two years wow. basically because uh, one year to start shooting uh, as i said each meeting i had like three meetings each meeting was after like three months mm. and stuff um approvals and convincing and first shoot to the last shoot was around two months because we had like different brackets of availability mm. in different places uh and then that eight or 12 eight or nine months of sitting on the images uh, and then finally i got to publish the images uh, in the start of uh, last year and uh, uh, and i had a crazy response because uh, probably because this is the first time you're seeing the indian army in a very different perspective and very contemporary way and i had access uh, to some of the best tech and mm-hmm. so i i'm not uh, like probably 30 or 40% of my photographs uh were kind of censored hmm. because um, they revealed some really? the other kind of data yeah because they had like drones and stuff and wow. you know unmanned uh, um that's all so that cool happened though. yeah bro that's so fascinating like was, uh, so i remember when this uh, came out like this edition of your uh, project came out like uh, the indian army right and it came i think on either republic day or independence day which one was it um yeah, so i of... started off yeah i started off on 1st of jan and i had planned it in a nice. way that it heads to yeah and... i was so proud of you arjun especially as an army brat like just i was going gaga and i was like all my social media and i'm not even active on social media but facebook post after 2 years i like post just all your pictures yeah. and they're gorgeous for those of you who haven't seen it we'll obviously link yeah. it you in the show notes yeah you will feel like a proud indian when you Look yeah, at I mean, there, so. Um, so again, all that people see is the final product. Yeah. Uh, the kind of work that goes into it is a different game of its own, and those are things that you probably don't learn in schools. Um, and those are like actual experiences, talking to people, convincing them, yeah. um, convincing people who are like thirty years older than you that that. you know you were the right person to do something or there are hundreds of other factors but uh, patience so my whole point was <laughs> you need to be patient because without patience uh, with only this world of instant gratification i mean i'm sure you can become famous and stuff uh, but do my whole challenge is to myself mm-hmm. and do i impress myself with my work is the question i keep asking myself mm-hmm. um i don't like to be compared to other photographers or i 
I have reached a point where I don't uh, see the point in doing that because everybody has their own journey. Um, as long as you are trying to uh, copy someone's work or, I mean, take inspiration from someone's work, you are not actually tapping into yourself. So, <coughs> so, uh, so then the whole challenge is between you and um, your whole motive is to impress yourself. So, where does that take you? Is um, I mean, it's it's a thing to explore mm-hmm. by yourself. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, so nice to see you become also mature. Yeah, from like the little oh, kids that we knew. Grown up. <laughs> Actually, what you <laughs> said, <laughs> what you said right there is applicable to anything in life, right? Anything Any field and all, fields, and all yeah. people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Just not comparing and really just looking at yourself yeah. and yeah. um, yeah, and self actualizing, right? That's true. Like I um, keep, I kept comparing myself to Arthi all my life. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. And you now she's kind of stuff that she's traveling in South America. Oh, and now she's working in South Africa. Oh, Harvard. Oh my God. Like, come on. Stop it. Please, this is what happened. Guys, boring our listeners will be like, these guys are just doing mutual admiration club. Move on. Mutual admiration. But you guys did go to, you traveled to Antarctica together too. Like, I can't believe you guys have done so many fun things. Yeah. Yeah. So, my whole Antarctica thing happened because, solely because of Aarti. One day, I wake up uh and uh there's a post on facebook like oh i'm going to antarctica and uh, like, she has a crowdfunder i'm like i was just like i want to do this too how are you doing i was like how and what and i was like oh shit i need to get in touch with her so i called her up i think i called her up after like what 14 years or something and uh we've just been chatting over these years but i like yeah. i was like dude i need to get up uh, uh i need to understand what's happening and how and uh, i called her up and she was the most sweetest person she uh, she Hello. told me the entire process I really want to interrupt you right now and not hear <laughs> nice things about okay, myself go on. And, Next. and then put the spotlight back on you because yes. we are interviewing you yes. so, so uh, all that you shared your entire story was just you know the biggest takeaways for me around oh, it's just for the field of photography just patience which is like, I completely see that in you, but also people skills. And I can vouch for that. I've seen you in action and you're just, you're just so lovable, Arjun. Everyone just, just loves having you. And clicking so, pictures. Yeah. The most important thing yeah, is do pictures, it. pictures, of course. Yeah. The most important thing. But yeah. like beyond just, you know, your technical skills, like these skills um, really matter. I see that. Yeah. And clearly through your uh, army project also, you showed us, you gave us an insight into the hardships uh, on the back end. Um, just wanted to know from you, what are the lengths to which you have gone to take a photograph? What's uh, the craziest thing you've done? I've, yeah, I've, I don't even like uh, my. So, um, one of the stories uh, uh, for my South America trip was uh, I was somewhere in Peru, and there's this whole jungle with um, uh, with leopards, and it's a, like a part of the Amazon, right? So this is there's this hike that goes and um, reaches a, a viewpoint, <clears throat> and um, uh, there's an amazing view there. So I got there early and I noticed that there was absolutely nobody. I never crossed anybody's path when I was reaching there, and uh, I reached the viewpoint and um, I had an amazing view, perfect day, like everything happening. I started shooting my time lapse, and usually, you know, time lapses 
take a long time. The hike was two, two and a half hours. Um, I see this amazing sunset happening. I'm like, dude, I need to get the sunset, right? So uh, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. I see the sun going down and I see the clouds. I see where this is like, going. I don't <laughs> let him continue. Beautiful. I was like, what a beautiful sunset. And then I switch off the camera and suddenly realize, oh shit, it's dark. I don't have a torch with me because I came at mid afternoon. God. And I have to do a two and a half hour trek through the jungle to get to my to get to the main road. I was like, suddenly Gosh. I started panicking. I was like, oh shit, 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 shit. And you have leopards for company, fab. Exactly, and this is a part of the Amazon. So leopards are just one animal, yeah. but there are like alligators. There are like a whole ton of spiders and. Uh, snakes that I don't even uh, this is why you should edu- educate yourself when you're going for a trek and be mm. well prepared right <laughs> I didn't do that um, I started running like like never before I started running through the path um, it was the forest was so dense that I could only see the sky once in a while and I would come to know okay it's it's that dark now so Otherwise, there's absolutely no light there. I was running, 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 running. And um, I go through these bushes and suddenly I feel like I'm lost. Because the way ended. And I started panicking. Because uh, I could hear animals all around me. Because footsteps and mm-hmm. uh, tail barks um, and monkeys and... And I started panicking, you know what, like, this is not even the US or some, yeah. like, great um, developed country where people will actually come looking for you because nobody knows that I even went there and nobody crossed my path and uh, all these things are going through my head uh, and I am lost. So I am um, trying to go back to the way that I came in and still I can't find it. Um I was like, screw it. I see this half pathway. I'm Mm. sure that that's not the pathway I came through. But I was like, this is the only way out right now. I go through it. Um, uh, It's not even a proper pathway. So I'm going through bushes. and Arjun. um, (laughs) It's completely dark. You can't see anything. I don't have a torch. And I'm just hoping that this path leads me to the uh, the right uh, actual pathway. And then suddenly I uh, come across this bush and I end up in the actual pathway. I was like, oh, oh shit, man. thank God. Because all this while I'm thinking this could end up anywhere. This yeah. could end up maybe because they had so many curves and turns. I was like, this could end up in some other um, viewing point. God knows because um, uh, I didn't have any maps on me. Or, or no I'm cell so... network, of course, right? Nothing. Of, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like no Google, no nothing. <laughs> no way. Uh, if I die there, I die there. Yeah. Gosh. So then somehow uh, I ran through that path again and again and again. And I could feel like animals all around me. But I ended up at the at the road and was like, oh shit, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy yeah. lens, man. We we all it's... have to see that time lapse of that sunset. I'm sure it's yeah. like, you know, the lens that you went to was, uh, get was, that. It was yeah. mad. Because uh, the things like these keep happening and 
probably your the end product is not even that great but you end up uh, having so many bloody stories around you even uh, so uh, aki if you remember the uh, i think it's lake titicaca uh, titicaca not lake titicaca so what was the one in ecuador the crater one oh kilotowa kilotowa yeah kilotowa so, yeah <laughs> so when i was camping there uh the guys who were uh, just wrapping up their camp for the previous day they told me there are dogs here mm. and i was like i love dogs <laughs> and i was like okay, <laughs> um and what happened was i was again shooting a time lapse in the night and then like fuck, like zero light around mm. i don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen it in the na- night but zero light around um there's a there's a village close by but uh, it's on the other side of the hill so you can't be seen from anywhere i could hear dogs barking from far away and i i'm sure they are barking at me because whenever i would move or something they they start barking and then um as i was photographing i could hear a uh, rustle like Gosh. as if something is as if something is rushing like cantering towards you and i had no idea what it is i could only hear like bushes tap 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 happening and coming towards me and it turned out like two three dogs and they were very aggressive dogs sure they're not like so your they... uh, labradors or golden retrievers no, or cuddly ones they're hyenas waiting to i was waiting to have some company with dogs as like i like, of course i love dogs yeah exactly but these guys were so aggressive uh, what i had to do was um, so then i had recollected a story that one of the campers got bitten by a dog so their whole uh, pant was torn off and they had to uh, rush to the uh, medic which is close mm-hmm. by to get some shots so all this is going through my head and then i pick up my tripod and my tripod is the only uh, kind of weapon that i had and i started like <laughs> shooting them away and God. like another three four dogs uh on and i'm on an edge because uh, i'm photographing the the lake the lake and it's like a cliff uh, like oh uh, shit it's the dog or the deep again. sea <laughs> deep yeah, lake somehow <laughs> somehow like i managed to shoot them away i could feel that they were there throughout the night but i gave up and i was sleeping inside my tent and i was just hoping for sunrise mm-hmm. and uh, yeah there are like plenty of plenty of stories like this like this man i know mad. we can go on and on i'm sure we like keep chatting all night if this happens but oh god this has been so much fun arjun thanks for sharing such nitty gritty uh, you know fabulous fascinating incidents and just i think they really take us and take us back to those times and what really goes into being a creative right how you um tell that story and and be that creative so because you're on the life of a global desi podcast what does the term global desi mean to you do you think of yourself as a global desi why or why not global desi is the initial idea of global desi is somebody who represents um and somebody that you like instantly connect with as a person um somebody that um has like you feel somebody cool doing cool things and somebody <laughs> aspirational maybe i don't know why i'm here but uh, <laughs> because of all uh, those things 
<laughs> but that's that's the that's the initial uh, thought that comes into when you say global desi. But yeah, crazy. Cool. Awesome. This is super fab. Um, and um, is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about you? I think they've really gotten to understand your motivations. At least I, I and Arti even more, if that's mm. possible, right? Than we already know. Actually, anything I else? Would, yeah. Um, let me just continue with my army project and yes, uh, what I learned from it. Um, I started that project as I said. Like I went through all of these. Um, these layers of difficulties of dealing with different things. Uh, one thing that happened in the middle was, look, so on a daily basis, I'm photographing like five helicopters and the kind of, it is almost like a scale of a Hollywood film wow. because in Bollywood also, you don't see three, four helicopters at a time. And it was just mad because I was directing them. And so my whole aspect to it was very technical and very, um like very like contemporary but um one of the discussions i was having with uh, so i was at an army mess we were having lunch and uh oh, dal a, i love it exactly dal chawal oh my yeah. god army mess dal chawal is the best man. best best especially areas like yes <laughs> these remote places mad stuff so uh i was having my dal chawal and uh we were just discussing we were just making fun of each other because all of the officers are also kind of my Very age. Young, yeah. the young officers. And um, they were like, why are you, you know, wasting your time and spending so much money and doing all this shit, you know, like tomorrow they might say that uh, you can't release the pictures also. What will you do then? And um, my initial thought was, my so till now my whole perspective was that uh, this adds to my portfolio, right? having something like this, this adds to my portfolio and that's why I'm doing it. And then suddenly another officer, I'm, I'm still in deep thought that actually like after all of this, after spending so much money and, and I did spend a considerable amount mm. of money because I had like a lot of travel and a lot of equipment that I was carrying. And, um, I was like, after all of this, if this doesn't even get published tomorrow, some uncle somewhere says that, you know, these pictures, they're great, but yeah. you can't use them publicly. What do I do? I don't have any uh, backup plans, right? I'm, I'm in this uh, uh, train of thought and then suddenly one more officer um, interrupts him and he's like, he's not doing this project for the Indian Army or to impress himself or anything. He's, this is a tribute to his dad. And for me, I suddenly froze and I was like, shit, that's the, that's the whole idea behind this project. And I didn't even know about it because for somebody outside, it's very apparent. But for me to figure out this whole thing that, you know, why am I putting so much effort into it is not because I want to make the people in the army happy, but have some kind of a closure with my dad and... Um, so this came through like f full circle when I told you, like I had not been talking to him, him and for a while before it happened. And I went through this whole phase of like, um, blaming myself for everything because I was fighting with him somehow. And this was probably my way of, uh, uh 
getting in terms to those uh, things and you know closure and that's the first time i kind of i teared up that time and i was mm-hmm. like uh this all makes sense now like the kind of shit i'm going through it all makes sense that this is why i'm doing it it's 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 beyond um i can't even like um it's probably that officer said it best and yeah. you know i can't even like try to explain it in my words but it suddenly like everything just aligned like that's like yeah this is why i'm doing it and so then my perspective towards the project also changed i got in a lot of uh human elements to the project uh i so i reframed my train of thought and as like to i don't want to have these technical images i want to have something that speaks emotions and has people and uh, tells a story like it's all about the people right yeah, absolutely uh, people like your dad and my dad who were in the army and that's what i want to show more of and thankfully this came midway through the project and i uh, kind of altered my approach and um i saw that difference in my images afterwards so then it became like a proper set of images which had like decent uh technical skills and emotions and real people and real emotions and uh yeah so you never you never know uh what you're chasing hmm. and it's probably it's it's a good uh it's a good thing to uh, ask for criticism because uh, it's it's very apparent to other people to figure you out and your story but for you to do it yourself like the amount of uh um time you have to put into it it's just unbelievable that uh, that yeah so it suddenly all came through and this whole project made more sense to me and it now has a more respectable place in my portfolio for it absolutely in fact uh, it's so interesting that a third person has such an objective view of who you are and uh, it's more apparent to them than ourselves sometimes and i remember when i first saw those pictures arjun you won't believe it the first thought that came to me was oh this is what arjun's doing like it's for his dad you know it's men and uncle would be so proud to see these pictures and i was like it was so clear to me you know obviously in on top of just how beautiful the pictures were so thanks for sharing that i think it's so uh, i mean it's great that you were vulnerable enough to share that with everyone right arthi me and the and the listeners it it really gives them an insight into why you do what you do right that's the yeah. that's the yeah, whole yeah. point of this so that's 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 so these these are the kind of like this is just um self reflection then you come to a point where you like then it does not make sense for you to chase somebody else yeah it all it takes is to look at your your history your background mm-hmm. and understand the kind of person you are because um although i it's cliched that uh, believe in yourself and all of that but ultimately um the more you start unraveling yourself the more unique you become so uh, and your strengths lie in that so i feel like that way um i also discovered a lot of things about myself um through these projects. Yeah. Arjun, that's I think that's a great way to leave it leave this uh, episode at and uh, hopefully that's a fantastic uh, learning and message for everyone and just you know a reflection point. 
So thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so mad fun having you on, man. Like this, this is like a great, uh, yes, a great way to do yes. this. And we always keep Arti and I keep saying, you know, why we do this podcast is to even just get to know our friends better, and you know, just get to know yeah, their motivations. Yes. Crazy. I haven't heard half of these stories. Yeah, like, me neither. I'm totally grateful. that you guys even started this and had uh, me in your mind god knows why <laughs> but uh, proper respect to what you guys are doing and i'm Yay. i'm really proud of you guys all the very thank you thank you so thank much you. oh wait before we let you go uh Where can people find you on social media? Just Google him. He's Where very pop famous. <laughs> yeah, he is no, actually. No. He's like one of those people you write. There are lots of Arjun photographers. So, Aww, okay. um, how can they connect uh, with you? What? What? Where can they find you on social media? Yeah. Um, it's a very. Uh, my company name is a very. Uh, uh, I'm not proud of it. I came up with it long back. It's called Art Leaves a Mark. Yeah. Uh, so Why that's, are you not proud of it? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. We love it. Well, I I was a kid back then, and now I feel like it's too uh, you know, it's a bit cringy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, but yeah, so that's my handle on uh, Instagram, and I'm not that active on Facebook, but Instagram is primarily where I'm at. So please reach out cool. to me. I I feel um, honored to like take questions and yeah. Fantastic. all the budding photographers take note and even just people you know who want to learn more about arjun uh, please connect with them on instagram at art leaves a mark and we'll we'll have the link on our show notes great Yay. thank you thank you everyone and thanks arjun um enjoy the rest of the weekend and uh, to our listeners stay curious and peace out and keep listening, keep listening. <laughs> all right <laughs> see you take care guys bye 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 Hey Daisies, if you enjoyed this episode, then please rate, review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you're listening to podcasts. And drop us a note on lifeofaglobaldesi@gmail.com or our social media to keep up this awesome dialogue. Oh, and don't forget to give us a 5-star rating. You're so cheap. Why are you asking them for 5-star <laughs> ratings? Well, I always ask for the rating I want, not the one I have. You know, like dress for the job you want, not the one you have. That's like the stupidest thing I've heard all day. Arthi, you're so judgmental. What? You need to stop being Listen, judgmental. I just think you can't be so demanding. That's all. You ask for what you want. Bah. <laughs> <laughs>